0: Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with The Grit right now. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you're feeling awesome. You're feeling groovy. You're feeling like you can cut some rug today. <laughs> I love I love the new music. Um, but anyway, today I have a special guest. And if you're watching the video, you already see her. But let me give a proper introduction. Um, my guest today is a 500-hour registered yoga teacher. I'm not going to say her name just yet because that's how I do my intros. She also teaches aerial yoga, which I hear is her favorite form of yoga, which is awesome. Um, I wanna read her favorite quote. Yoga is not about touching your toes. It is what you learn on the way down. And I love that. And we'll talk a little bit more about that as we go into the conversation. Um, She holds a BBA in international business, so fancy. And she's got all these letters after her name that I'm like, girl is certified. Like you don't even know. (laughs) She's got all the things and you can check the show notes for her official bio because it's just so cool. I just love it. But if I read all these things, you'd be like, what, <laughs> who is this, who is this superwoman? Um, she's also a certified second degree Reiki practitioner, which is totally relevant to, um, to our podcast. So I wanted to make mention of that as well. Um, and the thing I was talking to her about before we started recording this was what was her thing, like her favorite thing. And she said that she loves interior design, loves getting her hands dirty and repurposing things and sort of revisioning. So I want to dive a little more into that as we move into the conversation station. So welcome to the show,
1: Elise Guadalupe. Thank you, thank you, Lesianne, for having me. It is a pleasure. <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm so glad to up this. Yes, I'm
0: so glad we got we got connected. We are doing this this Bye. episode together. Um, and so for those listening, Elise and I uh, teach at the same yoga studio, which is Honor Yoga in Warren, New Jersey. And um, you know, as as folks know who've been listening to the show, I'm all about amplifying voices of color, particularly women of color. And so I was like, I have another yoga teacher who is a woman of color. What? (laughs) You know, so my mind exploded and I was like, yes, we need more. We need more. We need more. And we need to hear from more of of folks like us. Mm -hmm. So um, before we get into our one-on-one conversation, I want to call in Hafez to kind of bring in some mystical elements into what might unfold. And so today's Well, there's no such thing as random. So today's oracle poem from Hafez will be called The Body, a Tree. Mm, I love this one. The Body, a Tree. The Body, a Tree, God, a wind. When he moves me like this, like this, angels bump heads with each other, gathering beneath my cheeks, holding their wine barrels, catching the brilliant tear, pearl, Rain. Hmm. I love that. I, mean, I love thinking about the body as a tree and God is the wind that's, that's sort of connecting with us, moving us, but also reminding us like, hey, I'm here. You know, you don't just have to right. be here alone, growing. Um, does anything there stand out for you that oh, what, speaks
1: to you? Yeah, what calls to mind for me is the body as a tree, it reminds us to be flexible mm. and to allow God to bend us. And if we are flexible enough to bend, then we're gonna break.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Sometimes we all are like, yeah. it's gonna break. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: Like, but what? even even if you've been to the point of uh, even if you've been to the point of breaking, if you have faith. Mm-hmm. Then fear cannot reside there. Yes. So yes. keeping that that childlike uh, enthusiasm, you know, as a as a way to keep us from becoming stuck and attached to things. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love I love bringing the child in because. You know, I was talking to some of my yoga students yesterday about how as adults, we get so locked in to Mm -hmm. certain ways of being like, it's almost as if the minute we turn, you know, like adult, whatever that is, you know, whether it's 25, 30, 40, 50, who knows, right? Mm -hmm. But once we start paying rent and bills and things like that, we think, okay, it's over, (laughs) right? We are just this one rigid thing, but kids, they're fearless. Mm -hmm. They feel like, you know, let's do cartwheels. We're not terrified of putting our legs over our head, you know? Um, So I love how you brought that back in. And, um, and I wonder how we can continue to practice that in our everyday. Like, what are some things that you do to remind yourself of being childlike, of having this flexibility, the sense of play?
1: Well, that's one of the reasons why um, I focus on aerial yoga. Mm. Because there's one thing that I do in every single class is swing. We're sitting on a swing, so swing. And it's yeah. not fun if you don't say we. Yes, yeah. like we. You know, pump those legs. You know, there's a method to my madness in, in order to warm the body up. But just that freedom of being able to swing as an adult, you see their, the the uh, clients, their faces just light up when they're yeah. reminded of being on that playground when they didn't have a care in the world. And for that, you know, 60 minutes or so or 45 minutes or so, they're just playing.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because I have taken your class before and I I love that swinging. My question to you is how long does it take for clients to actually relax and have fun? Like, you know, that initial like, wait, what are you asking us to do? (laughs)
1: Well, you know, it depends on the person, honestly, Mm -hmm. but just um, having a person sit in the aerial swing, which is suspended from the ceiling, having them sit and reminding them of what they did as a child on a swing. And I literally get behind them and push I will push you, tell you to pump your legs, give you positive reinforcement. Mm-hmm. That in itself helps people relax because it's something familiar. So even though area yoga is unfamiliar, sitting on a swing and swinging is familiar yeah. to everyone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You and know? that gesture of, mm-hmm. of pushing, um the the person on the swing is right. really beautiful because it's a physical reminder that you're being taken care of that you're safe exactly. that you're held Someone is there supporting you but also pushing you
1: at the same that's time right. literally right? Exactly. literally pushing you but letting you know that I got you I'm not yeah. gonna let you go too far <laughs> yeah. yeah and
0: that's and that's a beautiful thing and so if you guys are local you need to go to Elise's class. I will put all the info in the show notes, but it's just, it's just amazing to have that invitation to come back to our childlike selves, um, and to just, and to just play and be flexible. Like the poem is saying, you know, our bodies are trees and yeah, we can be rooted into the earth and we can stand tall, but Mm -hmm. when challenges come our way, you know, and God is like, Hey, I want to bend you a little bit so that you can grow even more. Mm -hmm. Where is that flexibility going to come from? It'll exactly. come from the inner child, right? Yes, indeed, absolutely, yeah.
1: every yeah. single time. Oh, so much. Oh.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, I just love talking to you. <laughs> Thank
1: you so much. so Thank you here's
0: too. here's the question um, that I'm a curiosity that I have because you know you and I just have recently met and Mm -hmm. and have gotten to start to know each other so I would love to hear about your journey into yoga how did you come to yoga how did you find it because I know for um for a lot of folks of color yoga Mm -hmm. is not seen as something for us you know it's it's marketed Mm -hmm. to a certain demographic Thin white women who are bendy, mm-hmm.
1: you know? exactly.
0: And um, and so when when something is marketed not for us, there's this this. I mean, who thinks? Okay, I'm gonna go do yoga. Like if you don't see yourself reflected in that thing, it doesn't occur to you to try it or or explore it or whatever. So how did right. you find yourself? In it led to yoga.
1: Um, grief is initially what led mm. me to yoga. Mm. Uh, I lost my husband on 9-11. He was a firefighter mm. and I was, I was depressed and sad and mm. lost. Um, I had been with this man forever and I could not imagine a world without him. And I went to the doctor, I was sad, I was crying all the time. And my, doc, my Western doctor actually, he suggested that I take yoga just to ease my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And the first, I would say six months, I pretty much just sat in class and cried and was in child's pose most of the time. But eventually I just, I kept coming back. And then I started practicing the physical practice initially. And then mm-hmm. when my body started feeling a little bit better, then the mental part of it came in. Mm-hmm. And my love for yoga just it grew and grew. Yeah. And um, I decided to, uh, I practiced for about five years before I decided to take the teacher training mm-hmm. and you know, when you start on the first day of teacher training, you know, then why are you taking teacher training? I'm like, oh, I just want to deepen my practice. I just want to know what the teachers know because I'm nosy like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I have no intention of teaching.
0: Famous well, last words.
1: <laughs> 10 years later, here I am.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: I and, think and, everyone uh, goes in like that. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It's like, oh no. I mean, I would actively avoid practice teaching during training. Because I'm like, I'm not going to teach. So what do I need to practice teaching for? Right. Right. You know, but then I finally got over my nerves and my fear, you Mm -hmm. know, of standing up in front of a crowd of people because all even though I'm a very outgoing person, I have Mm -hmm. severe stage fright. Mm -hmm. So getting in front of a group of people it scared me so bad, but I had to bear down and gather my fo- my fortitude, put my mm-hmm. big girl panties on and do, it. Yes. <laughs> yes. and do it. Oh,
0: I love that. I also love the description of like, I got my fortitude, which is like, yes. And then I got my big girl panties yeah, on. And exactly. It's like, come on girls.
1: Courage. You got to have that fortitude and you got to have yeah. the courage and the support. Like, literally
0: (laughs) put on that girdle. that's
1: right exactly (laughs) suck it in
0: yeah 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 yeah. feel supported you know there is something to be said about clothing Mm -hmm. that gives us that physical sensation of support you know like you know i mean we can knock spanks all we want but sometimes we just need it for that pressure of of feeling held Right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying.
1: I mean, I regularly wear a waist trainer, not because I'm trying to, you know, look slim, dissolve my race, but because actually it supports my back, keeps yeah. my posture upright. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, like, you know, a little Coke bottle don't hurt, but, right. <laughs> but that's not the reason. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> the, reason. the
0: Coke bottle is just a bonus.
1: Exactly. That's bonus. You know, that's, that's frosting. <laughs>
0: What a, beautiful, what a beautiful journey, um, obviously not a simple one, not a, mm-hmm. an easy one, but I, I'm curious about that experience of those first six months
1: mm-hmm. of
0: just showing up constantly. Like even though you weren't engaged in the physical asana practice, whatever the sequences were or whatever, what kept coming, like what kept calling you back to the mat,
1: do you know? Uh, the philosophy. Mm. because I needed healing in my mind and heart more than my body Mm. Mm -hmm. and so just being in that that space that was safe
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and that no one expected anything of me that it was okay to just come in and sit
0: yeah
1: and um and that and that every week I felt a little bit better,
0: Mm. a little
1: bit better, a little bit better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you found a really fantastic place though, because that's not everyone's experience.
1: This is true. This is true. Uh, The studio that I was going to was in Pennsylvania at the time. I had just moved to Pennsylvania. Mm. So my family was all in New York. I was pretty isolated Mm. out there. Um, I left New York, you know, because I just, couldn't deal with the whole 9 11 thing. I needed to get away from that. Yeah. And, um, uh, so I was pretty much on my own, you know, my little, you know, nuclear family, but I was mm-hmm. lonely and I was sad mm-hmm. and, <laughs> yeah. and I decided that I, this cannot stand, you know, because I've always been a very positive person. I've always been a very driven person. Mm. And the fact that I couldn't get out of bed was just unacceptable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, your inner yeah. self was like, this is not you, girl. Like, yeah, this oh, is unacceptable. something.
1: Right. So, you know, and I didn't, I lived in a predominantly white neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't find a therapist that I felt like could relate to me and understand yeah. what I was going through, mm-hmm. you know, not only yes. as a widow, not only as a 9-11 widow, but as a, as a woman, as a black woman. Yes. You yeah. know, I lived in, you know, uh, I would have to go into Philadelphia just to get my hair done. You know, yeah. it, it yeah. was that white back then.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: I needed something, you know, something. And yoga saved me. It did.
0: Yeah, and, it, and that studio, I mean, cause there are some yoga studios that are just right. focused on workouts, right? Yes. It's just focused on, you know, how flexible can you get? that the philosophy piece of it tends to fall away so right. what a beautiful gift for you to find this particular studio well, that was steeped actually, in yoga
1: yeah believe it or not it was actually a gym it's called the soul it's actually a gym wow wow but the woman who ran the yoga department she she was very she insisted that it Mm. felt like a independent studio away from the gym. And um, that's when I read, I got my first uh, yoga book, you know, um, how yoga works. I read my Mm. first yoga book there. And that book by Geshe Michael, um, it changed my life. Wow. How yoga works. It changed my life.
0: That is so powerful. I mean, even a bigger gift yeah. This wasn't at a studio. This was at a gym. It was at a gym.
1: That is,
0: that is amazing. Wow. You have been guided, <laughs> like divinely guided. This is your path for sure. Like,
1: absolutely.
0: So, so amazing. Um, you know, I, so as a black woman in yoga community spaces,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, what has it been like for you? Like from that initial journey of just being in Shavasana or sorry, child's pose for six mm-hmm. months and then slowly moving into the physical practice, but then moving into teacher training, which I'm gonna assume was predominantly white. Um, yes. You know, so what what has that been like for you as you, so I think my question is, I'm, I'm curious about this spiritual path, right? Through mm-hmm. yoga, which in essence knows no race, Right? Um, but we live in a very physical human body mm-hmm. in a society that is built on systemic racism, right? And so how do you navigate that, that predominantly white space in that's steeped in a certain spiritual philosophy, knowing that you are different from those around you, you know? I mean, there's a lot, it's a deep question. I'm not sure I'm asking it like very no, well,
1: but. I think I understand what you mean. Yeah, because I was the only black girl, you know, or the, the only person of color, period, you mm. know, in yeah. most of those rooms. Yeah. And I was proactive about it, honestly. Yeah. I actually made them bend to me rather than Ooh. conforming to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, can you give I, some
1: examples? I'm curious. Okay, yeah. Um, If I disagreed with something, Mm -hmm. I was always gentle, but I didn't just go along to get along. Yes. So without being combative or argumentative, I I don't know if, if, if this is appropriate, but I would check a bitch. Okay. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's, we it's, curse it. on this. We curse yeah, on you. Okay. It's like <laughs> Exactly. You know, the minute that somebody started, you know, singling me out, or I felt like I was being singled out because of being black and especially mm-hmm. being darker skinned, Yeah. Um, I would immediately shut it down, you mm-hmm. know, and I heard a few feelings, but em- eventually they came to understand that my intention was not to make them accept me. Mm-hmm. My intention was to be there and have them want to be accepted by me.
0: Oh, I, like <laughs> I like that shift. I like that shift. I like that shift. And that's an important distinction mm-hmm. to make because it is this agency that you are carrying, mm-hmm. right? It's this, it's this claiming of your power that we all have, we all have our innate power, but too many of us forget that and we just give it away. We give it away like, oh, please like me, you know? Oh, please accept me, please approve of me. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna do all the things that I think will make you like me, you know? And instead of saying what you're doing, which is here I am, this is me. And if you're cool with that, then I might let you into my circle. maybe (laughs) (laughs) let me think about it you gotta (laughs) pass the chest (laughs) well I'm gonna fill you out a little bit yeah yeah yeah. but I love this without
1: being judgmental it's just a matter of this setting boundaries this is what is is acceptable to me this is not acceptable to me and I'm not going to hold it against you if you decide that you know I'm not your cup of coffee Right. Black, no sugar. Because right. that's the way it is. <laughs> you know, I'm black, I'm, I'm a cup of coffee, black, no sugar. You know, I'm not gonna water it down and I'm not gonna sweeten it up for you. It is what yeah. it is.
0: Yeah. So, and yeah.
1: If, if you can't, if you can't see yourself in this situation, then remove yourself. That is your job. It's not my right. job to steer your path. My job <laughs> exactly. is to stay on my own path. You know, mm-hmm. everybody, I, I think about life. Like traffic. If everybody stayed in their own lane, everybody would get to where they were going safely. <laughs> yes. Why is it that people don't stay in their own lane? Right. They're in, they're zigging, they're zagging, they're zigging, they're watching what other people are doing on the side of the road. Mind your business. Stay in your lane and keep it moving. <laughs> Do <laughs> your thing, right? Do your <laughs> journey. Do your journey. My uh, uh, always said, if you mind your business, you live longer. <laughs>
0: Your mama. It's true. Is right Because either somebody's
1: gonna punch you in your face or you're gonna die of stress, one right. or the other.
0: Right, right. mind your business.
1: You'll live longer. Right.
0: right. <laughs> I love that. You'll either get punched in the face or die from stress.
1: That's right. You get punched in your face or you will to die from stress. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's so funny because you think about you think about that. And this is an interesting thing that that's coming forward now. As teachers, right? You and I are both teachers. How do we? both mind our business like we are being who we are being but Mm -hmm. also guiding others towards whatever their path might be do you know what i mean there's there's that that slight nuance like do you know what i'm saying so how do we how do we balance that
1: the way that i've always approached it is if i notice something um in one of my students i will ask them for permission to give them advice you know and mm-hmm. I, and I watched your body language you know I'll say something like uh, Leslienia may I suggest something for you you know and if they you know I'm like okay me. no never mind and I'm like <laughs> you know what uh, I will just even say you know what uh, give me a second I'll be right back and I'll just give it a minute and then just the fact that I offered, Mm. brings their guard down and eventually they come to me to find out what is it that she wanted to say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You are it's, so good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're like you're like I just got to leave you a little teaser. Bye. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Like <laughs> I'll get back to you, you know, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "Oh, Elise, what was that that you wanted to say?" You know. And um so and I I teach my example as well. Yeah. I am the same way in the studio as I am in my own living. I talk the same. I don't have a yoga voice. I'm like, so take a breath. I don't have a yoga voice. This is my voice. Right. Breathe in. Breathe in. exhale, in. Exhale. I don't do that. That is not me at all. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Like you said. No as a yoga black, voice. no sugar. Black, no sugar. <laughs> no milk, no sugar okay and that's it so um you know i control the volume of my voice like i'm not speaking in my you know my normal volume right um like in down times and shavasana during meditation
0: right but my voice
1: is my voice yeah right Right. that's it the only time i do switch voices is when i switch to spanish i do have a spanish voice all right that's just the way my brain works
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's a different language. So you're it admitted is. to have a different <laughs>
1: voice. I for need it. a different voice so that I can think in those terms. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. And generally, people will find their own path if you just open a safe space for them.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Open the space and they'll figure it out for themselves. No one likes to be told what to do. Yeah. You're always going to find resistance in that. So it's a yeah. suggestion, take it or leave it. If you don't, uh, it, no skin off my back. Right, <laughs> right. right.
0: You're yeah. the example and you're you're the, right. the guide and here's the option, right? If you'd exactly. like to take the option, cool. If you don't, I'm just going right. to- It's like doing a
1: modification. Invite. It's a modification in a, in a, in yes. a in an asana.
0: Yes, you know? that's true. Yeah, I love that. I love that parallel because it gives it right. a concrete- texture like to say oh okay yeah if I want to wrap my hand around my low back mm-hmm. you know in a twist you know like on the lunge twist then right if I'm going to oh, take a back if, if I don't yeah this is fine too yeah it works yeah I love that mm-hmm. I'm going to have to keep that in mind for my own teaching <laughs> thank you see you're teaching even though
1: there's a little teaching you know <laughs> <laughs> you know we you know, learn from each other all the time just in regular conversation oh yeah, yeah all so. the time
0: but and the, and the thing is it, it asks of us to be open to those kinds of teachings. Because there are some people that engage in conversations where mm-hmm. they're already like, focused on what they're going to say already and they've already made up their mind about things. So then they close themselves off from learning whatever other pearl or teaching might be coming
1: forward. Yeah, the, um, the yama, um, mm. a paragrapha, non-attachment. Not being attachment to the to a result. Mm-hmm. I, I, I believe that when I am attached to a particular result, the road is way more cur- curvy and, and bumpy. Hill. And <laughs> I'm fighting against it because I want this result. Mm-hmm. But that result is probably not what I need. Right. Right. <laughs> not what I need. Yeah, yeah.
0: Our ego is deciding for us. And it's like... "Mm." Exactly. Ego
1: is... Right. Keeping a beginner's mind is, for me, has always helped. And that's why I like that that quote so much about yoga is not about touching your toes. It's about what you learn on the way down. Mm -hmm. Because I keep a beginner's mind, no matter how long I teach, no matter how many classes I teach, I always approach every single class as if I am a beginner. And if I can if I can write a class as if I'm a beginner, then my beginners will definitely understand it.
0: Yeah, 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 that's for sure. And so I want to ask you about this beginner's mind, because that is, that is a, a, it's a popular concept, like people know about it, but what does that actually mean? Mean. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that and what you do to, to continue to return to beginner's mind? You know, because it's hard when you have the knowledge, you can't unknow something. Wow. So it takes a little bit of effort to get to that. So what what say, tell listeners what beginner's mind is and then how you continue to return to that.
1: So uh, having a beginner's mind, as like when you first walk into a class for the very first time, um, whether you're an experienced yogi or not you if you go to a class with, that you've never been to before where the teacher is brand new to you that teacher is going to have his or her own particular style mm-hmm. and beginners when they go into the class they do everything the teacher says right mm-hmm. they do because they don't know they're they are, they're a little bit afraid and they're trying they have they're eager to learn So if the teacher says, please do this, then they will do it to the best of their ability. As people become stronger and progress in their practice, their physical practice, then they want to do what they want to do. I've noticed that. Even if it's not safe, you know, Mm -hmm. we teachers, we sequence in a way to keep you safe. That is the main thing so if
0: you mean we don't uh, throw spaghetti at a wall and just be like oh
1: yeah what's good yeah let's let's just see what happens today no it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't work like that there's a lot that goes into sequencing, which is why we go for two three four five hundred hours of of training you know because there's a lot to it now and to me in uh having an advanced practice as a yogi I've seen yogis who they can't raise their arms up over their heads, Mm -hmm. but they do have an advanced practice. And I say that because having an advanced practice to me means knowing where your edge is and being able to pull back from it. Mm. So you may be able to do a handstand or a split or some other complicated, you know, twisty pretzely thing. Yeah. But if you don't know how to control your body, then you are no longer in a beginner's mind.
0: Yeah, I see,
1: I see. Mm -hmm. So being able to walk up to that edge and say, okay, this is where my edge is. Or you come into class one day and you, know, you do this beautiful pro pose or something. And then the next day for the life of you, you just cannot get your toes off the floor, but that's okay. And see being okay with that is maintaining a, biz, a beginner's mind by not being attached to a particular outcome.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you're like, oh, dang it. I did yeah, that today Why can't I do it today? What's wrong with my body? Beat up, because beat up, today, beat up oh,
1: myself. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But like, I'm I am not extremely flexible. I never have been. You know, I'm more flexible, obviously, than I was before I started doing yoga, you know, um, which is why I like when people say, oh, I can't go to yoga because I'm not flexible. So, uh-huh. and my my response is, well, do you not take a shower when you're dirty? Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same principle, right? If you're dirty, you're going to go wash your ass. So if you're not, right. if, you're, if you're stiff, then you should go to yoga. <laughs> right, right. It's so interesting to see how
0: people are like, I need to prepare my body before I go to yoga. But wait, that yoga is the thing to help that's you loosen exactly, up.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly.
0: You don't come like already an expert, you know? <laughs> you know, and but that's again, that's that's the difference, you know, for the beginner's mind. Exactly, coming back to the childlike attitude that we talked about in the conversation, yeah.
1: Yeah. Or, you know, even if you are relatively comfortable in a pose, no matter what that pose is, because even quote unquote beginner's poses can be difficult for people, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just allowing yourself to grow and find more space in your own body, more joy in your own heart. Yes. Yeah. Figuring out where you can do a slight adjustment that can make all the difference in how you feel in your body. Yeah. Slight adjustments. That's all it takes. You don't have to do these grand gestures. Just slight adjustments.
0: And yeah, I apply I have that to do firefly where my legs are out like this, and I'm balancing Ooh. on my arms, and I'm like, you Ooh. know. <laughs> <laughs> going to find enlightenment
1: that way <laughs> i mean the thing is is that i have accepted that i will never do a handstand mm. it's I mean, just you're not okay with in, that it is not in my wheelhouse that my body is not built for that
0: yeah that, and, my see, body, and that's what that's what the beginner's mind is right that is my right that, is, that
1: handstands 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 are, yeah. is something that is just not in my wheelhouse my body is not built for handstands and that's it so i yeah, do it you're good about. with that and you're good yeah, at that. I'm yeah. perfectly good with that.
0: Yeah, and that's awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I Perfect. love,
0: and I love that, and I love that example because I feel that a lot of um, yoga students feel like the handstand is like the pinnacle, for example, you know, no. among other uh, other poses. You know, yeah. other ones. But the handstand. if like, I splits. can get there. Then right. I made it up the yeah. top of the yoga peak
1: or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm a real yogi. Right,
0: right. <laughs> you know? But meanwhile, what I love is what you said about how yoga is really about coming into your body and connecting with it and noticing what's different yes. today. What mm-hmm. can I do today? What and accepting adjustment. It. Yes. And accepting it. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. And I feel like our conversation is a really good way to, Spread the word to Mm -hmm. really get that message across to people who aren't like, they're like yoga. That's not for me. Because Mm -hmm. I'm too stiff, because I'm not white enough, because I can't put my leg around the back of my head. Or Or I can't can't get into
1: lotus pose or whatever. Or
0: even, or even I can't sit still because I know there's meditation involved, you know, like all these stories that people tell themselves. And part of it is, Mm -hmm. you know, the conditioning that we receive from external messages, but also it's, it's this lack of an invitation, right. To come in and try it um, and to explore your own self. Sometimes people subconsciously are like, I don't want to know what, what what is inside myself, (laughs) you know?
1: So yeah, Yeah, yoga is, especially in, in communities of color, um, they have this, this gross misconception of what yoga is. You know, they think that you're like. Um, you know, just or that meditation is that you have to be completely still in meditation, which is not true. There are all different styles of meditation. Yeah, you know. Um, I I feel like I want to get a bullhorn, you know, <laughs> and say, just come get to know yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sit down and get to know yourself. But for some,
0: I don't want to, and like and I don't is, like myself because of know, whatever you
1: know. Yoga originated in India. Mm-hmm. Indian people are not white, right? <laughs> They're not. Indian <laughs> people. I didn't like... notice. <laughs> yeah, you know. So yeah, like everything else, you know. Reminds me, you know, um, we have all over the world, not just in this country, but appropriation of of other people's cultures and practices.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in music, in art, in yoga. You know, they yeah. brought yoga here to the Western world and and honestly perverted it. Yeah, you know, and monetized it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's not to say that yogis are supposed to be broke. No, I'm not a monk. I'm not gonna take some, you know, some yeah, vow right. of, uh, you know, poverty. Right. I like nice right. things too, chick. You know, right. I like nice <laughs> things too.
0: we're on, we're, you know, we're in this human body for a reason. Right. We want to experience
1: I the that. When I'm, when I'm balanced, when I'm balanced, then all those other opportunities sort of just kind of flow in. Yeah. Like this this opportunity I've never done a pod- podcast before and you asked and I was like whoa this is awesomeness yeah hey. yeah yeah so beautiful
0: yeah that's so real. oh man yeah so there's so there's so many so many things that are like float mm-hmm. like all these good little pearls of wisdom that are floating in the air <laughs> right now that I feel that I want to gather them up and like put them Mm -hmm. on a pearl necklace and be like hey people here put this on and like carry it with you as you move through Mm -hmm. whatever life you're living um you know you mentioned that that for communities of color there's this sort of I don't know if it's a reluctance um preconceived ideas about what yoga is spirituality also in general you know um and, I, and I'm talking specifically about American, you know, communities of color, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where it's like, if you're spiritual, then you're a weirdo, unless you're like connected with the ancestral traditions of whether it's Africa or Asia, or wherever mm-hmm. your um, indigenous ancestry right. comes from, or you're wrapped up in like some kind of religion, which is problematic, like Catholicism, for example, and, mm-hmm. and all these issues. Um, or you're in yoga, but yoga is not really for people of color. So we're not going to go over there. And what was interesting is that last, um, last weekend I had gathered some folks of color to just move their bodies. You know, I didn't even call it a a yoga class. It was just, we're going to move our bodies and, and in a safe space Mm -hmm. to get to know ourselves. Right. And everyone there was like, oh, this is, mm-hmm. is you know like their minds were like right. you know like whoa all of a sudden their worlds expanded and so um, what I would love to see is more of that happening you know yes. and I and I love that you have come to the podcast to have this conversation with me just to, to tell people like hey you know what
1: it's not white people shit <laughs> it's not and I'm so yeah. scared hearing that I, I yeah. mean I hear it all the time. Oh, that's white people shit. Oh, that's white people shit. Yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a black girl from the little black girl from Queens doing white people shit. If that's how you want to look at it, but <laughs> right. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, good. you bring up you bring up
0: a question I have for you yeah. now because uh-huh. you know, so you're a, you're a black girl from Queens doing for white circles. people shit. Uh-huh. What what are people saying in your circles about that? Do they look at you sideways? Do they like?
1: they yeah. look at me they look at me as if i'm a little bit alien mm-hmm. like i get i get you're weird i get that yeah. a lot
0: yeah
1: um just curious about it and i'm like all right i'm weird all right, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Cool. i'm happy how about that no, i'm or, weird and or- i'm happy or am I weird or you're basic? I mean, what? <laughs> Who do you want? I mean, you have to choose. <laughs> you can't sit on the fence on this. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. No? Well, yeah. why don't you, you just saying? come be weird with me? How about that? Yeah. Why don't you check out
0: what's over here? Because you yeah. come be weird with me. Yeah. People often label things that mm-hmm. they don't understand, they're unfamiliar right. with, and they're afraid of, mm-hmm. right? and and that fear is we're so used to it as 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 people of color we're so used to fear that it's like this normalized state where our bodies yes. are are held in tension all the time that we think it's normal yes. and I, I i was talking to somebody after a, a yoga session or i don't remember what it was but it was like mm-hmm. oh i finally like that's normal like relaxing my body that's normal I had no idea it feels amazing and I was mm-hmm. like yeah welcome to the world of yoga
1: you know um, with intention oftentimes like it's here I'm like Get, your shoulders yeah. are not earrings they're not <laughs> let, them, let them drop let them relax you're not earrings these are earrings right. these are not earrings
0: <laughs> shoulders not. are not earrings but not. that is the body trying to protect itself right? it is Right. And so without that consciousness, Mm -hmm. then our bodies are going to remain in this sympathetic response of stress and our bodies, you know, are like, Mm -hmm. you know, what you wonder why there are so many health problems in communities of color you know, like oh. immune disease and, and, you know, these right. quote unquote mysterious diseases like fibromyalgia. It's like, where mm-hmm. is this all coming from? It's coming from the stress of our body being held this way because we're under a state of um, constant panic. I was like state of emergency, constant panic, emergency mm-hmm. stress. Like, you know, what's the next move that's going to happen to me? Right. And so it, it's really important for us to have safe spaces that yoga can can create for us.
1: Right. and showing compassion yeah. for ourselves mm. because women of color especially mm-hmm. are expected to be strong but not to be angry
0: oh especially black women yes i will i will say it for you <laughs>
1: <Especially> <laughs> you know yes. it's
0: like they it's want like, you to be, yeah.
1: they want you to be strong and hold it down but yeah. the minute that you get pissed off, then it's like, oh my gosh, she's black. She's angry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why is she angry? Damn Let's right ask I'm this angry. question. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm angry. Okay, yeah. because you're stupid. Okay.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm angry. I'm going to try to tell you this thing over That's and over true. again. You're still not getting it. Of
1: course Stay I'm in your off. lane. Stay right. in your lane. Now right. I'm mad. But you know what? The minute that you show that, just that little bit of fire, people get back in their own lane. Yeah. And yeah we as women of color cannot or black women whatever we can't be afraid to show anger see that I think that's a huge problem That you don't want to get labeled the angry black chick or whatever yeah. and so you, you want to hold bitch, back right yeah so yeah, so you hold back because okay. you don't want to be labeled angry but sometimes yeah. I am angry
0: yeah
1: and that's okay too yeah yeah. and yoga philosophy addresses really all of these things just mm-hmm. in the yamas and the, the yamas and the niyamas yeah. you know it teaches you how to care for your like how to care for yourself and and you know live a balanced and happy life but also how to treat others
0: yeah mm-hmm. and
1: so that's why i've always been more drawn to the philosophy than i have been to the physical practice yeah, I yeah. find that the philosophy opens my mind up enough that my body just follows. It's not yeah. much effort. Yeah, in my body when my and mind is secret. in the right place. Yes, right. and
0: that's the secret. It's it's getting the inside right, whatever that means. Not to be whatever right, that means or wrong. It. it means what, like in alignment. That's right? Right. And, right. right, and then the body will follow. Um, yeah, exactly. that's so. Oh, that's so good. I'm like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> and the, as far as the angry part, it's like we all feel emotions. Sure.
1: Right?
0: And it's it's up to us to be able to express them. Otherwise, they show up in our body as disease. Yes. Like illness. And if unexpressed emotions, no bueno, you know? It's like, we got to let that out. And if you don't like it, well, too bad. <laughs> that's yeah. on you.
1: That is <laughs> on, on you. You, you know? Oh.
0: Oh, oh my God! So rich this conversation. Well,
1: thank you, darling. Oh, <laughs> I'm enjoying yes. this very much.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I love all of the all of the things that we have talked about today, and um, I really welcome your voice, adding to the mix of this this cross of like spiritual practices and spirituality, but also being aware of the very physical three D identities of right. you know being in a body that is dark, you know, Brown, black, you know, just not safe. And, and a lot of people are like, well, what does spirituality and activism have to do with each other? Like, it's like, they have everything to do with each
1: other. Everything to do with each other.
0: And so I'm so glad that I was able to have you on as a guest here today to talk about, about that and to really see the intersection of both as it is happening in, in, in your life. Um, So thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, So to close our episode, my friend, did you bring any uh, inspirational poem or quote you'd like to share with our listeners?
1: I did. Actually, I brought two. Okay, Okay. one is yoga-based. So I'll start with that one. It's from the um, Yoga Sutras of uh, Patanjali. It is sutra 1.14. And it does kind of talk about the beginner's mind. And it reads, practice becomes firmly grounded when well attended to for a long time. Mm-hmm. Love Just that. that. repetitive practice. Yeah. And this is another poem that I really, really love. It's called Black Workers. It is written by Langston Hughes in 1933. Mm-hmm. The bees work. Their work is taken from them. We are like the bees, but it won't last forever.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that. I love both of them. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) What a great way to wrap up our episode today. Uh, So once again, thank you, Elise, for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. So
0: good. So good. Such magic. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So y'all check her out. I have all her information in the show notes. So go there. And if you're local, definitely take classes with her because Mm -hmm. just like the swinging alone is the reason to come to Ariel. I mean, just just to hear her voice because you're so like, Peace inducing. <sighs>
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do.
0: Oh, and so, to close our episode, like we do with any yoga practice, mm-hmm. the divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, my friends, namaste. 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 If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade grab my free seven-day meditative challenge spark joy in chaos by signing up for my newsletter which will be more light to your inbox go to suryagian.com slash subscribe